Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. So this message um, I am excited for, um, and it's something actually that has been in my spirit for about um, 17 months or 16 months or 18 months. I don't even know. January 2021 was when I first got this word. And when I, I saw that I was going to be on this Wednesday night, Michael said, you need to preach that word. And I'm like, okay. So um, yeah, and, and it's appropriate because we're on the eve of conference. And I feel like there's been a lot of momentum and coming towards this conference. And even t- towards this week, there's been a lot of preparation and um, heart preparation, physical preparation, all of the things that are getting ready. That, but but those things need to happen first for then, because then you're you're creating a landing space, you know, where God can where God can come and where He can land and, and do something in our lives, and He can and He can move in us when we're not prepared either. But but when we take the time and dedicate ourselves ahead of time, then it's, there's an expectation there. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Um, so what I have to share, I think, is not just for this church, Awaken Church, but for the churches of America. That's that's what I feel, and I feel that there's, you know, something special happening and um, in God's kingdom across America. And so the title of my message tonight is now trending. <laughs> now trending. Let's see. All right, come on. What is trending in God's kingdom? What is happening? So God gives us a guide to life. He gives us this word. He gives us the Bible for us to to, to look in here for answers, that, that we can come in here and find the answers to life. And so um, my first point is treasure trove, that, that our Bible is our treasure trove. In Proverbs 25.2, it says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a, a matter. And that was written by Solomon when, when God asked him, what is it that you would like from me? And he didn't ask for riches or notoriety or any of those things, but he asked for wisdom and knowledge, for who can rule these great people, he said. And because of that, because of his posture and because of his heart, God also gave him those things as well. He was a, an amazing, amazing guy. And he wrote those words. So, you know, finding God you know, in, in his word, in the hiding place. You know, it's, it's almost like he's so obvious in here, but he's also hidden. That he, he has things in here for us that you could read Proverbs, you know, well, so far, if you're following along, you've read Proverbs three times already, okay? Because it like repeats. Who's with me? Who's doing it? Who knows about this? All right, great job. Like half of you. I'm so proud of you. Okay, so, so every time you read it, there's something new that will, will pop out. And even, you know, people that have been studying this word for 50 plus years, they'll tell you when they read it that there's new things that, that are revealed to them, that God reveals things to them. And, you know, it, the... It, the Bible also says God reveals himself to those who earnestly seek him. So, you know, when we dedicate ourselves um, to, to finding him, he will, you'll be able to see new facets of him that you've never known. And anytime we dedicate a time and place 
to meet with him, he will, he will show up and he's going he's gonna to surprise you. And that's one of my favorite things about um, this Bible in the year is like, I'll be reading so, through some chapters and I'm like, what in the world is this? And like, to be honest, I'm like, I don't even want to read this, skipping through all these things. You know, I'm like, I need deliverance now, like reading about these sacrifices and eating these things. I'm like, this is terrible. But, you know, I don't know. But, but luckily, the, um, you know, you read several chapters at a time. So and inevitably, in one of the chapters, God will give me a download or a nugget for me to, to, to go on. So I love that. I love it. So we need to be people that are truth seekers, are searching for the treasure, going after the treasure, and have a desire for that. So um, I love it. Uh, One of our favorite things to do as a family is play hide and seek in the dark. So our kids love it. We turn off all the lights, and then we tell them to go hide. And this is a really good exercise, too, if your kids are afraid of the dark. It teaches them to not be afraid of the dark. It is scary for them at first because you're hiding, and then the seeker comes with, like, a flashlight, and then they're opening all the cabinets and and looking. But it's so much fun, and um, I highly recommend it. And But we just played this last week, and then I put, like, Noah in a in a... A cabinet, and then he's like, mommy, mommy. I'm like, shh, be quiet. They're going to find us, you know, stop talking. Or, or you, or like Grady comes out from underneath the bed with like dust bunnies and like all dirty. I'm like, where were you? Like, don't hide in there, you know, all of these things. But so there's the joy in hiding, but there's also the joy in seeking. And, and so every time it's like, oh my gosh, when you sit down, for time with God, it's like, what are you? What is it that you're going to show me, God? And and so, it's so fun to have that posture when you, when you are so excited to spend time with God because every time you do, He shows you something new. It's like that is the t- the type of, of of Christianity and life and walk with God that I I hope everyone gets to have because it's it's so amazing. Yep. So as we press in and draw near to Him. He draws near to us. And actually, my name Lisa means consecrated to God, which is that's what it means. I didn't, I have like a little plaque where I was getting ready and I was like, oh, that's my name, consecrated to God. And as I draw near to him, he draws near to me. And as we do that, his truths are revealed to us through his spirit. So may we never lose the hunger for, for searching after those things. But it takes discipline, it takes time, it takes intentionality to position ourselves for those moments. So, but you guys are all having a great start because you're in church, so you know that, that this is a place where God lives and resides. So good job, everyone, for being here. But there's also these critical moments in our lives that I feel like are these milestones in our walk, just like Michael was saying, where there's a moment where something's revealed to us or we see something we've never seen, where our life never is the same after that. It's like taking the red pill in the matrix. It's like, wow, I cannot, I can't go back to what it was. I I see differently now. I I think differently now. And so there's not just one of those moments in our in our lives, I believe. It's like different things are revealed to us as we go on this journey. And then they'll, they'll be in your memory, like that moment that God revealed to me this, or I had the revelation of this, and it'll forever change your life. And, and that was me when I first came to this church, Awakened Church, in 2007. I came in, I got introduced to the Holy Spirit, I, got in, I, I was a Christian my whole life, I never knew these things. I went to Christian college, you know, all, and I loved God, but 
I, I had no idea that there was so much more. And, and I was set free from fear and anxiety and all of these things that I didn't know that I had authority over because I was a believer. And, and so all of these things were um, revealed to me. And it was just such an important time for me. Um, so I, lo- I love it. When, when he reveals things to us, he confirms our identity and reinforces his goodness. It's, when, whenever we have like a little confirmation, you know, like something will happen. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was you, God. You know, it, it confirms like he sees, he loves, he, he knows exactly where I'm at. And it's just a little reminder. You know, it's like seeing something like a sign or, or something will pop up on the radio and you're like, wow, like you, you are with me. And I, I just love those moments. Yeah. And so those are these God deposits that, that help us get through life. And, and, and he'll also reveal to us giftings and talents and gives us dreams and visions that, that along the way as well, not just these life-changing moments, but you'll also bring in these things like, oh, you can do this, or maybe you should try this. And, and as you start to follow in the spirit, he will reveal these things to you. And those things um, are meant to be in God's house and build his house and his kingdom. So Noah, our little Noah, he loves treasure. So he's, he's like, he likes to carry around little gems. He keep, keeps like little shell pieces in his pockets, rocks. He, I find him in the washing machine. Like he'll go to, he'll go to a nap with like a little purple um, gem. And then it, when he wakes up, he'll be like, where's my gem? I lost my purple gem or my yellow gem. And so he just turned three. And so, of course, I threw him a pirate birthday party because he likes treasure. And so I was like, you're a little pirate in the good way. Um, so I bought like all these gems and coins off Amazon and he was like, oh my gosh, my gems, my gems. But um, it's just cute. I'm like, maybe he's gonna be a banker. Like, I don't know, like collector, something. I'm not sure, I'm not sure. But it made me think like, why, who decides what treasure is? Like who, deci- who decided that diamonds were valuable? I mean, it's a stone. I mean, there's other stones. Or, why, why is something worth more than, when, than something else? But treasure, we, we treasure something when we realize its value. And if we don't know the value of it, we may just pass by, not recognize it, or like just, you know, not even notice that it's there. So in 2007, a violinist named Joshua Bell played his $3.5 million Stradivarius violin in the DC subway. And it was a social experiment. Out of a thousand, almost 1,200 people that passed by, 27 gave money to him. Only seven actually stopped and listened for any length of time. And he played for 45 minutes. In total, Bell made $32 that day playing on his violin when two days before he had sold out the Boston Theater for seats averaging at $100 a seat. And it just, it was a social experiment to show, like, do people recognize, would people recognize his talent and ability when just in the everyday life, the busyness of life, people walking by him and where, where, and he was wearing a hat, so he was a little bit incognito, but people didn't even notice, you know? And it's like, oh, I'll pay a ticket to go see him, but in my everyday, would you just walk right by? Because someone's not saying this person is an expert at this or this. So what things in our lives do we take for granted or are unrecognized because we don't notice that it's something valuable? And I feel like there's things every day that, that we miss, you know, and I, I, you know, I try to 
notice the, the beauty, in, beauty in life. I feel like as a, biolog, a biologist, technically I am. Um, I, I look at nature. I notice birds and clouds and plants. Like I'm probably the only person in, um, you know, in, in, in the zoo where I'm like, this is a such and such plant. And this plant, this tree is a rated tree. Like it's like the number five example of this tree in, in the world, you know? And like nobody goes to the zoo to look at the trees. They look at the animals. <laughs> So I'm like, this is amazing. And did you know that, side note, the, the, there's side cats there. They're kind of like palm trees, but they're shorter. They have a micro tripped because they're so expensive and valuable that people try to steal them. I know. So now you learn something. Don't steal trees from the zoo. <laughs> there's, yeah, a little, I don't know where that came from. Yeah. But it's true, okay? And, and so what... It's not just in the everyday, you know, we notice, like, do we notice people? Do we notice things that, that God wants us to notice? So, um, and also things within us. So Exodus 35, 21 says, Then everyone whose heart was stirred and everyone whose spirit was willing, and they brought, I don't know if that's right. Did I type this wrong? Yeah. And they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting, for all its service and for its holy garments. And then in the next chapter, Exodus 36, it says, craftsmen were doing every sort of task on the sanctuary, came, each from the task that he was doing, and said to Moses, the people bring much more... They, um, the people bring much more than enough for the, doing the work that the Lord has commanded. So Moses gave command, and word was proclaimed through the camp, let no man or woman or anything more um, for the contribution of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing <laughs> the material that they had sufficient to do all the work and more. I don't think I read that right, but you get the idea. So basically, he was turning people away. And, and so I was so... Um, inspired when I read this because actually God showed me this in one of those quiet times where I set my alarm early and got up and this was one of the treasures that he showed me and and um, so I had to add it in here but it says everyone whose heart was stirred and whose spirit was willing and when when we are if we're a church that have a, have a willing spirit and are and are are leaning in that that we can bring our gifts our talents abilities together to build God's kingdom, and, and there's going to be a, a, an overflow and a blessing, and that's part of the word that I want to share today. It's like, this is, this is going to happen, that people are going to be flocking to, to church and, and say, I have these gifts and talents. I have these skills, and, and in Exodus, they were building the church, so it was like sculpturists and, and people doing tapestries. They're like making things and actually things that um, are, are hard trades. And, and they were using him for God's kingdom. So here's the why. If God's peop people bring the talents, gifts into the house, then the church can become the center of creative ideas, music, theater, business, film, and all of these things that make the world beautiful. And, and then I believe that the people of America and the world would be drawn to God's house, like a city set up on a hill, like moths to a flame, they will say, what is that place? That place that's overflowing with sound and beauty and joy and life. And I, and I really feel like that is ha gonna be happening with the, with the church right now. That the church is, gonna, is meant to be leading a cultural revolution that is word-based, not woke-based. Yeah.
And the in America, in the world, is you know constantly looking for the next great thing. It's like America's Got Talent and um, American Idol and then viral videos and TikToks and all of these things that drawing to be famous, like those five minutes of fame and all of these things. But, um, but that's why I named this um, Now Trending because God is saying, behold, I do a new thing. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. But forget all of that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And the time is now, church. It is time for the church to be the forefront of creativity and an outpouring of, of what God is doing into the world. And honestly, the world is ready for it. They're tired of these... Like, if you watch the news, everything is just going down the toilet, okay? And we can't even barely watch movies anymore because of what's happening in Hollywood and all these things. So we are primed for a change, and it's not just the church. I feel like even people out, out of the church are kind of tired of it too. And so they are looking for something new, like, and, and so we are primed for it. So back in January 2021, um, I, I had a word that, that we were on the edge of a, of a renaissance, and, and that's, that's the word today. So, um, so February, yeah, so basically with COVID and the pandemic and everything happening in 2020, I felt like it was a great shakeup, like it was like there was an etch-a-sketch, and everything we knew that was we were going in one direction and all of a sudden, and it's like, what happened? I can't do this. I can't do this. What is happening? This is changing. This is different for like my kids. I don't even recognize their school. I can't even fly on an airplane, all of these things. And it's like everything turned upside down on its head. But I, but in a good way, it's kind of like we're primed because we've already had disruption. And so now it's like we can, if we start something new or if new things come, people are not even going to be averse to change because people don't like change, but everything has already changed. So it's kind of like the, the right timing for something new to come. So yes, amen. It's happening guys. I've had several confirmations about this. I, I had, uh, Michael's like, it's time for your Renaissance message. I'm like, okay. And then this morning I got a text at 6, 10 AM from my dad. Um, he's in Italy and he's like, I'm in Florence, the birthing, birth of the Renaissance. <laughs> And I was like, wow, there's another confirmation. So um, I know that this is something that I was meant to share tonight. So I'm like, no one's ever texted me the word renaissance in my life. So yes, thanks God. Thanks God. So but, but I don't know if you know much about the renaissance, but before the renaissance, so February 28, 1347 was the bubonic plague or Black Death, ended. The bubonic plague devastated Europe's population, created fear, panic, depletion of the workforce, an, um, famine, and all of these things. And it was like the dark ages. And a lot of the population of Europe died. So less than three years later, January 1st, 1350, the Renaissance began in Europe. And Renaissance literally means rebirth or revival. And it was due to um, some, a wealthy family, the Medici family in Italy that was in trade and they had money that started funding some of these budding artists and that's how the, the Renaissance started. So it was a transforming society from darkness to light, bridging the gap between the Middle Ages and the modern day civilization 
in education, arts, literature, and science. And, some, and if you don't know much about the Renaissance, I'm going to tell you about the few of the people that were important from there. You probably would recognize them. So Leonardo da Vinci, Italian painter, architect, inventor. He painted the Mona Lisa and the Last Supper. Rene Descartes, he was a philosopher and mathematician and philosopher that said, I think, therefore, I am, before Billie Eilish. And Galileo was also during the Renaissance. He was an astronomer, physicist, engineer. And Geoffrey Chaucer, he wrote The Canterbury Tales. Dante, Machiavelli, Titian, artists. Um, so poets, artists, scientists, philosophers, all of these people rose during the Renaissance. And it was, and it was like a, a fresh thing. It was a new thing. And William Shakespeare was during the Renaissance. Botticelli, Raphael, and Michelangelo, we're all during the Renaissance. And, and we still talk about them today. We still talk about the things they did. We visit them in Italy. We visit them all over the world. And some amazing, some other amazing things happened during, the, during that time too. Um, exploration, travel, and um, where's my... Oh, here. And they invented the printing press. So they were able to make Bibles and, and create things. So basically, all of these inventions, a lot of was was like birthed during this time. And it was such an amazing time. And, and um, I just feel like, yeah, God is, is wanting to do this again. And, and like, I, I remember when I got that word about the Renaissance coming, I almost had a heart attack because it was, it was a word he had given me like the, on a Saturday. And then on Sunday, Pastor Liam was preaching, probably some of you guys remember this, in the tent. And I was like, Michael, you were not even there. You were somewhere. And I, and I was thinking about the word about the Renaissance. And that's all he gave me was the Renaissance. And I look up and Pastor Leanne's preaching slide had a picture of, of um, Adam and, um, and God, the creation scene from the Sistine Chapel. And when I looked up, it was like halfway through a message, and I recognized that that was from the Renaissance. I almost had a heart attack, no joke. I was like, wow. And, and so that's, since that moment, it's, I've just been feeling so strongly that, that we are on the cusp of something. And it is really excited, really exciting time for the church. So um, I love it. And so if you didn't know, our church, we are releasing, we write our own music. And this Friday, we're releasing a new album. So, so exciting. I love it. And so we are already, uh, you know, starting to operate in some of these things. And like with, his, with Hero and Twisted and these, these arts and entertainment things that we're stepping into. And, and we're just one church. So I'm, I'm just excited for what's happening. All right. So my last point. <laughs> so find your trend, find your groove. What is the action? So what do we do from here? So if we get stuck thinking on the past or thinking of, of what we can't do or what we, we shouldn't do, then we won't embrace what God is wanting to do in the future. And so I know my last message was remembering the past, <laughs> but we want to remember the past for what God has done for us, but we don't want to get stuck there. We, we just want to remember, like, thank you, God, for bringing me through this thing, and then what is the next thing? I, and I, for me, that's easy, because I'm always looking forward and planning forward, so I, I actually don't take 
good care of things that are behind me. So thank you, Michael, for helping me with those things. But um, always moving forward. But we want to also, just one caution, we don't want to get stuck always looking for the new thing because that can happen too. So if we're like, what's the new thing? Like, oh, this flashy thing over here. Oh my gosh. And then God like brought me over here. Like it's no, it's good to, to go where, where you're led, but also be planted. So we don't want to follow every every little thing that, that you feel like is an opportunity. So just a caution there that we want to be, be smart about it. Galatians 5.25 says, If we live by the Spirit, then let, it also, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So important. When he leads us to something new, will we recognize it? Will we embrace it? Will we pick it up? And, and I feel like, you know, to sum up everything I'm saying, church, it's, it's calling, God is calling us to, to be in step with him and with his spirit so that we can recognize the gifts in our lives and things that he wants us to do in our lives so that we can be a part of what he's trying to do collectively, be a part of, of this movement that he's, he's, he's gonna pour out. And I feel like awaken El Cajon, you know, what is God asking you to do? What gifts and talents has, has he buried maybe in you that, you know, and just even close your eyes for a minute, just what things that has he asked you to do or ha, ha, do you know that you're supposed to do or things that, you know, maybe you're supposed to go talk to that person or you're supposed to start that business or you're supposed to pen that poem or, or start that invention or do that thing that he's placed on his heart. And, and I, I feel like if we can catch this word and, and really ask God to activate us in these gifts and, and use them in, in God's house, in the church body, I feel like we will be that beacon of light on that hill, that people will look at the church and say, wow, the best ideas, the best, the best um, speakers, the best music, the best inventions, the best business models, the best people are, are coming from that place. What is that place? All, all around me, I see darkness and, and fear, but that place is radiating with joy and, and just bursting and, and um, just with, with life. And I just, I just know that God is wanting to do a new thing. And through this, that his glory will be revealed. 2 Corinthians 4, 6, for God said, let light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. So God, thank you for this time that your glory would be revealed. And I just love that song, Revive Us. Your spirit pouring out. Engage us, God. Interrupt us with your presence. Spirit poured out. I just, that song is so prophetic. And I just feel right now across this place across Awaken El Cajon, across all of El Cajon, I just feel like there's a stirring and an awakening. And I feel like there's that people are wanting to start moving, that people are not wanting to stay stagnant. They're actually, they're actually wanting to do something and, and, and they just don't know how or, or, or what to do. So I just pray um, for you guys, church, that, that you would just Take hold of this message and, and really ask God, what is it that he's asking you to act, be activated in? Here, why don't you guys stand and I'll pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, I just thank you that we get to be used for, for your works. We just... 
thank you, Lord, that, that we get to be a part of what you're doing. And I just thank you that we just open our hearts to you right now, that you would reveal to us, that you'd give us dreams and visions, ideas, that, that we would um, just, and well, right now, actually, um, I wanna pray off fear, because I feel like there's people here that, that fear is, is what's holding you back, that, that in your mind you're thinking, I, could, I can't do those things because of X, Y, and Z. Well, that is, that is you know, something that God is wanting to release off of you tonight, that, that you, in order to be activated, we can't live in a place of inactivation, which is fear. Fear paralyzes us. So I just pray for each and every person. If, that, if you feel like that, so you just raise your hand. I'm just gonna pray. God, I just thank you for each and every person here that feels paralyzed by fear, that they feel like fear is holding them back, that they feel, they feel captive by it, that they feel like they can't even, they wanna live out your calling, but they feel that they can't because they don't feel worthy, that they don't feel um, equipped, that they don't feel that, that they're able. So I think, pray right now that fear be released off of them. I thank you, God, that you're setting them free, that, that, that you have not given them a spirit of fear, but of, of a sound mind, God. So I just thank you right now that they feel strength coming in this inside of them, that they, they can do all things to Christ who strengthens them. So I thank you, God, for courage on the inside of them that they will step out. God promises he will never let the righteous fall. So be brave, take that step of faith, step out, do that thing you've always wanted to do, but have been afraid to do is probably the thing he he's been wanting you to do. So I thank you, God, for each person here. I thank you, God, for gifts and talents to be activated. I thank you, God, for dreams to be coming to people and, and ideas. I thank you, God, that your renaissance is being birthed in your church. I thank you, God, that we would have ears to hear and eyes to see what you're doing on this earth. And I thank you, God, for Awakened Church El Cajon, that we would be um, a light in the community, that we'd be a place that people would come in, feel, feel loved by you, accepted by you, and be able to walk alongside of you, in Jesus' name. And, and, and also I wanna pray for some people, if, if you're not walking with God hand in hand, this is, this is the best way to do life. It's, it's, he's your encourager, he's your companion, he's your, he, he helps you through tough situation and, situations, and it's, it's really um, the one place where, um, yeah, where you can feel complete peace in the midst of a chaotic world. And so if you're feeling like you need that perfect peace tonight, or if you feel like you need to reconnect to him with every eye closed and head bowed, will you just, I'm not gonna bring you down, but I, but there is um, power in acknowledging, you know, to God, uh, uh, the position of your heart. So if that's you, if you wanna reconnect with him tonight, if you're walking alone and you need him to walk alongside of you, will you just raise your hand? Who are those ones? Thank you, Jesus. I see you. I see you. Thank you, God. I see you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I see you right here. God, I just thank you for every hand raised. I thank you, God, that in this moment you are coming in alongside of them and comforting them, that they will never feel alone again because you are by their side, God. And I just thank you that as they look to you, that that they, they would feel peace, that they would know peace and they would know love. And I just thank you for this night in Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.